Eric is a 55-year-old male who, in the last year, suddenly developed bloating, abdominal pain, brain fog, and poor sleep. He's done all the conventional health steps for gut health problems. He's gone to his doctor, gotten conventional blood work testing, worked on stress and reduction and meditation, and even done the low FODMAP diet. But his symptoms are still there. What is really going on in his health and how can he truly get rid of his bloating, abdominal pain, and poor sleep while also getting off the low FODMAP diet? Listen in to this one-to-one coaching call session I had with Eric and learn the four steps I recommend to him to end his bloating and abdominal pain without needing to stay on the low FODMAP diet. And if you are wanting my eyes on your health, you can book your own one-to-one coaching call session with me by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash unstuck. That's betterbellytherapies.com slash unstuck. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunked myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right. So here we have Eric on the podcast slash maybe not the podcast. We'll see if this gets aired. Eric, thanks so much for joining today. Thanks, Allison. I really appreciate your time. Awesome. So Eric, you joined today's call and I'm just going to read out some of the things that you had shared that you have going on. You have bloating, you rated eight out of 10 intensity, random abdominal cramping, kind of honestly throughout, you said stomach throughout colon. So a large part of your body or abdomen, a seven out of 10 internal hemorrhoids, six out of 10 mental drain, four out of 10 and getting good sleep, three out of 10. Tell me when did these symptoms begin for you? They began uh, December of 2022. Uh, I remember it uh, specifically. There was a, a significant event which happened, which was stress-related. I think maybe I even described it a little bit. Uh, but then, you know, it just as I became aware of it, this abdominal cramping and what mm-hmm. this bloating thing. Um, then I just became, I think, more aware of what's going on with my uh, system thought about it more. And I think as, as you know, being a, a person who tends to ruminate on things, uh, I think that this sort of started maybe a spiral down to a, a wrong place. And then I decided that, hey, it's time to seek some help from experts after, of course, going to my GP and talking to him a couple of times about it. Did you get any additional testing from like in the conventional medicine side of things? Yeah, so standard blood tests, whatever they may be. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, you know, standard uh, 
I guess, medications or, or treatments uh, for, you know, gas and, and, and bloating and the general advice, hey, maybe start to take a few things out of your diet and then see how that goes. Yeah. And I'm clueless. Now I'm 55 years old uh, now, and that that that's uh, a tall order. I mean, I eat, eat about just everything, right? And uh, it, uh, it, I think it may it became obvious that it needs some real guidance and expertise. Yeah, um, I'm guessing your blood test didn't show anything that they remarked on, or did did they remark on anything at all? No, no, nothing. They even uh, there is uh, is a pylorus or something like that. For, yeah, H pylori. Uh, H. pylori, uh, they took a look at that and there, there's nothing there. And so actually with the help of a, uh, a dietitian, a nutritionist mm-hmm. uh, who put me on a FODMAP uh, diet, there's right. been some re- uh, uh, resolution of the, the symptoms, uh, certainly uh, bloating and uh, the abdominal pain is, is uh, really dissipated nicely, which okay. is good. Yeah. How would you rate those now, um, scale of zero to 10 on a- Two, d- two to d- three. Yeah, okay. two to three. Yeah, and sometimes zero, right? Because it's just, you know, I'm not fully compliant. I, I did food mo- FODMAP <laughs> for for four weeks, right? Uh, okay. Or so, kept a, a great food uh, log and I could share with you kind of what worked and what didn't. But of course, I just sort of rationalized in my head, oh, I'll try this again. and. Uh, so it fluctuates a little bit now. Okay. So you were on it like really solid for four weeks. Yep. And right now you're, are you like not really on it at all? Or are you, you kind of on it, but then you cheat, like how much or like, are yeah. you, would you consider you're on the FODMAP diet right now? Uh, I would say 80 to 85% on it. Right. Okay. So the cheeses are, are uh, coming back in. Um, beer, uh, coming back in though, you could do the gluten-free beer, but I actually skipped ahead to your, uh, how to repair your gut. Was it 140? Yeah. And uh, you talked about there and I'm like, ah, okay, that's probably not good to, to cheat beer back in, you know, stuff like that. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so I give myself a solid 85%. On okay. That. All right. Um, and you haven't gone back a hundred percent at all. You haven't tried that. Uh, no, I mean, like somebody said, I think like sourdough bread is okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I travel a lot, so it's just quite frankly impossible. It's just, I'm doing my best, you know. Especially for podcasts. low FODMAP. That's a hard one to travel with. It's a hard one, right? Your podcasts are so cool. You talk about like, uh, you know, we're not perfect. And uh, I'm like, well, I'm not perfect. And I'm not going to add to stress by not adhering to what somebody wrote on a piece of paper, which by the way, changes. And bananas are on the do and do not. Uh, so I'm like, it's not perfect. So I'm right. doing the best I can, Allison. Cool. Have you heard my podcast or any of me talk about uh, the low FODMAP diet and why it's not really a good beginning. long-term solution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And okay. then the fear of what to eat. I mean, it's sort of gripping our, my wife and I, we're empty nesters now. So like, you know, what do we do? Or what do you, what can I, you know, what can we have for dinner? So, which is a ridiculous way to live life. Right, right. So the bloating and the Abdominal cramping started December 2022. It's improved with the low FODMAP diet. Were yep. the internal hemorrhoids already there at all and then like got exacerbated or anything else changed there? Yeah, I think they've just been more persistent now. So okay. it's, been, it's been more 
difficult to i'm pretty active i'm not a marathon runner but i i do run and i've been more, more and more swimming and all that uh so it's just sort of i don't know it's it's tricky to to talk about but it's something that is is there and maybe i'm just more aware of i don't like to use too many treatments uh, for it but i like to be active so it's something i'd like to understand you know what what's going on what am i doing i suspect it may be around the liver tox because i took your advice i'm going to get the name wrong uh, you said to seek out cranial cranial sacral therapy which i posted at my first uh my first uh visit uh to this i don't know if you took a look at it but it was amazing. i did yeah i saw it yeah oh, okay. yeah and yeah she's she's a smart lady i was like i like her notes she's also a naturopathic doctor it looks like could be. I don't know. Okay. I saw ND, which usually means that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It, 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 she seems to be uh, really in tune w- with what to do. Yeah. And pegged me right in the beginning. She's like, wow, you have a lot of energy. And uh, we went sort of into the history of that, which I yeah. think, Allison, I think, again, this seems weird to talk about as a you know older male, but I mean, stress has seeped into my life. And as you've said, like my cells and my body are remembering it. And I mentioned that December event. And I was, it was at that point, it was like, my body just said like, dude, you need time out. Like mm. you can't, you just can't, can't keep cruising, doing all this travel, all this thinking of trying to help others, poor mm. diet, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and what might've happened and, and that's what I'm trying to do on this call. So I don't, I don't want to just on the podcast, I just tell you what might be happening. This is like, here, there's actually a real person, Eric, um, going on. (laughs) I like, I mean, so you've had craniosacral therapy once. Yes. Once. And did you notice any difference in your symptoms after that? Slept great. Well, yes. I mean, I slept great, uh, which was uh, fun. I did notice Fun, fun to sleep. It is fun to have a good night's sleep. Uh, I did notice that there was a, uh, a reduction in overall tension in, yeah. in my body. Yeah. Uh, I think there it's called myofascial tissue or the connective she tissue. She talked to you about fascia. I saw her resources she shared with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like um, uh, Pollock, um, Gerald Pollock, I believe is his first name. She shared that with you on like water and water and tissues and cells. Anyways, I love yep. to read her research. I was like, what a great lady. She's very yep. well, no, she's knowledgeable in her work, which is great. Yeah. So she should talk to you about that and yeah. that tension. Right. And uh, actually I listened for whatever, I, I think it's number 20. You talked about this lady C and mm-hmm. there was some sort of manipulation of her liver and loosening that up. And I'm like, I don't know if that happened, but that sounds kind of familiar okay. with what was happening. Sure. Um, I'm pretty tense. You, know, you have a lot of tension uh, in, in my system. So, and sometimes there's some twitching in the legs after a particularly long run or bike okay. ride or something. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, if that's, if I can see that in my legs, that's probably happened in my whole body, including the inside stuff. I'm guessing. Uh, it can. Uh, and it would show up in different ways and different symptoms, but twitching in legs can be a sign of lack of electrolytes. So okay. if anything, I'm probably going to upload to your portal a like potassium shot recipe. It's called a okay. potassium shot. It's just like a small amount of liquid with some ingredients in it, which has sodium <laughs> and potassium in it. 
Right. Um, a lot of times people hear like magnesium can help muscle twitching, which it can. I'm curious, do you currently take anything like magnesium? Okay. No, no, just uh, one a day uh, vitamins, you know, Centrum or whatever. Okay. I, I yeah, yeah. B Centrum. That's it. Some and, multivitamin. Uh, yes. Some multivitamin. I think I uh, take my wife's uh, too. I figure they're interchangeable. Probably not, but. Uh, it's 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 fine for our purposes no i'm not gonna like yeah there's nothing for me to rail on i am you gonna there. sign up for your your your, your uh, liver detox so that seemed like a really smart idea yeah so you haven't I, but you haven't tried it yet i because there's some questions uh that you have to answer and i didn't get a chance to get to it before i was at work i listened to your podcast while i was putting this morning on a putting green i love it <laughs> i love it i that's yeah. the best part about podcasts is doing them anywhere Back and forth. You, you've traveled back and forth uh, from Pasadena uh, to uh, Orange County several times. I know. I, I It warms my heart. I love, I mean, I listen to my own podcasts and you're just like, da, 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 on like runs. Yeah. It's like, I trained through a marathon for that with that podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's swimming too. So I got the, 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 oh, the special stuff. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. I love it. Well, Let's get back um, to yep. this. No, I love it. It's great when we connect. So I'm gonna, I am gonna upload your mag, some magnesium and potassium, the potassium shot, which also includes sodium in it, just for your yep. legs. But that can also make a big difference in your gut because it can cause abdominal spasms where the smooth muscle of your of your digestive tract, which automatically moves, like you don't tell it to move, but mm -hmm. it will move when under certain circumstances. Uh, usually when we say you're in rest and digest, so you're like nervous systems, like super chill, and then you'll get this movement, which we will often hear is like gurgling. Do you know, like, do you hear yourself, your stomach, like, yes. like, did it stop at all? Or do you, I mean, has it always kind of gurgled? It never stopped. <laughs> it did, it did, it did stop. So it did stop. Like, okay. Like when, when I decided to do something about this, this was the basic routine, right? So, yeah. so wake up, uh, or wake up in the morning, feel pretty good like everything's flat after a decent night's sleep and then have you know, have coffee then go to the gym have a few cup, uh, cups during the day and then uh, you know like cheerios or something in the morning lots of milk and then notice this bloating start to happen over the course of the late morning through early afternoon and then it was comical by the end of the uh the afternoon where i was like geez what's what's up with that it's kind of funny uh, but then, uh, you know, after dinner or laying in bed, uh, reading, I do read in bed, uh, and the, you just hear the, the gurgling, just all the movement going mm, around and eventually okay. it would settle out. Um, the, the FODMAP helped with that quite a bit. And then there was this other, uh, I happened to read a book, uh, called cleanse. I don't know the author, but it was, okay. uh, about a, a used bookstore. Anyway, the 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 author's premise was really just to do like liquid diets in the morning and the evening, allow a 12-hour period between that last uh, meal and then the breakfast to allow your body to cleanse itself through the, the liver. Um, and I think all of that combined to, to really settle my system. Also removing alcohol, I think was good because I think a pretty typical, at least for the people I hang out with. Uh, There's alcohol uh, involved. Yeah, beers. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like beers while, while 
you know, I don't know, hanging out on the weekend or watching a game, whatever. Just right. Right. Yeah. But it's very stressful to the liver. And if your body's having other problems, it just adds and like can feed candida. So I'm I'm still I'll let you know, Eric. I'm I'm postulating some some possibilities of what happened or is happening, has happened. Yep. Um, so I I will let you know when I feel like I'm closer to something. I can give you more um, data if you want. Oh, let me, yeah, I'm I'm gonna ask a couple questions. So let's I'm gonna finish craniosacral You've had once it you slept great that night, felt a reduction in tension in your body. Any other um improvements or changes that you saw after that? You know, what helps my mind is to, when I talk to the dietitian, when I talk to the uh, the cranial sacral, sorry, it doesn't roll off my tongue like does yours, the therapist, and then, uh, uh, you know, I, I, well, I'm talking to you, it just settles my mind to know that it's a community. I'm not alone doing mm. this. So that actually helps. Um, yeah. I, I hate to overburden my wife talking about it. So sure. I've, I've stopped there. Um so those those are the the real benefits. I think we've talked about the eventual, like you say, uh, healing takes a, a while, right? It's it's a gradual process. And in over four weeks, it really did help. And then until I I mucked it up by, you know, cheating, cheating. Oh, so, I'm not going to blame the low FODMAP. We're we're immediately taking with the fact that you improved with low FODMAP is great data, but it does not mean yeah. like you have to be on the rest of your life. And okay. in uh, no 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 no. Okay, um, cool. No. So the low FODMAP is, it doesn't, it it says it can heal people. I've never seen it heal anyone. Now that could just be that I'm talking to all the people who are like, I already tried it and it didn't like, but ultimately low FODMAP, literally the people who created it, who are actually in Australia, um, dietitians there, they created it for it to be a temporary diet program that should heal the gut like a mm-hmm. two month max type thing. And then re- slowly reintroduce foods. Their thought was, you get rid of these foods that that ferment in the gut. That's the F, fermentable, and then these different sugars. And they're like, okay, well, if you get rid of them long enough, you'll change the microbiome, and then you can reintroduce the foods, and you won't get the same symptoms. So it's like, apparently, that's worked for some people, but right. I have so many people it doesn't work for, and all it tells me is, well, you have a problem with food fermenting in your gut, but that's like, it's not because the food is bad or because your gut is is actually unfixable. It's because something has changed, usually change in digestive enzymes. Um, you got three options, stomach acid, bile, or pancreatic enzymes. Could be one or could be multiple. Change in motility, how fast the food is moving through the gut. Now that is impacted by things like stress. The If you are in fight and flight, really, really hardcore the gut doesn't move. It's because your body's sending signals to go to send its energy elsewhere and it's not to digestion. And that could have set up a chain reaction where then your microbiome shifts and maybe you get a pathogen overgrowth like candida and your liver gets really burdened. And now you're like, a li- you're kind of like unclenching from like, if you ever do like a dead hang, right? Um, yeah. And then you, and you do it to your max and you get off the dead hang and your fingers don't want to uncurl and you have to like uncurl. Yeah. Right. Like your body's like, okay, this thing happened to us. And your brain knows that thing in December, 2022. Like, I don't know if you're still grieving or like the components of it, but other than the fact that maybe it's like in the past, the rest of your body's like, but, but either the rest of your body hasn't caught up or like it still thinks it's there. So there's still maybe like residual fight and flight, or maybe the fight and flight's like, I don't know, like the way it used to be, but you have changed something that we then need to actively do to 
to reverse. So maybe you have like a little bit of candida overgrowth and your immune system's like, well, we actually can't reverse it on our own. So we'll like help you. Um, but I'm listening, trying to figure out, is it just like some motility thing? And if we just give you a gentle push with your liver detox and maybe some minerals, so like the sodium, potassium, magnesium also helps the gut move. So right. that would help things not ferment in your gut, which is a great thing. Um, like, is it just that the other things that we see with stress, like really high stress situations is sometimes they can actually trigger genetic predispositions that weren't manifesting prior to that date. And as we get older, we just accumulate things that are stressful. Everything from like COVID is, is a stressor. Pneumonia is a yep. stressor. Um, like I guess the psychological stressor of COVID is a thing too. Um, right. but, but stressors accumulate and then our cells get older. So as we get older, we have high, more opportunity to manifest maybe a different, like maybe your body had a genetic predisposition to gluten sensitivity that hadn't like switched on until this winter 2022 thing. But it's not like all the FODMAPs in the world are going to be problems for you, right? It just no. means you have a fermenting problem in your gut. And I've I, we now know that because when you avoid fermenting foods, you feel better. Right. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Th th thank you very much. That, that's very helpful. Um, uh, I had a question in there, but I didn't. Yeah, slow I know. Slow. I had like a little. No, that there was it was really good because, but and you know, I'll just leave it. It'll come back if it's important. It will. Cool. Oh, here, here it is. So, so like the the December twenty two thing. Yeah. Really, it, it was just sort of an a, an event which marked the accumulation of all sorts of other stuff. Okay. Right of of equal. Okay. Equal or just just about that uh, level of of stuff, uh, sort of cumulative stress, personal work, you know, environmental stuff like yeah. that, traveling. Yeah. So, anyway. Um. Do you feel like, and because I'm thinking about just your whole body, yeah, with that accumulation and that that moment. So, like, maybe, yeah, maybe it was a. I'm not saying this is what it is. And I actually don't, we don't actually need to know, but something yeah. like a panic attack or something like you, you like had a breakdown or a meltdown, all the things that accumulated to that led to it. Have, are, are you dealing with those things that whether it's like, okay, yeah, that thing's not helping me. We're dealing with it or taking out, are they still kind of there? Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was, the, the events were uh, deaths of friends, okay. uh, of a friend, uh, you know, a family member uh, that uh, got uh, really hurt, and then a few other similar type of stresses, uh, you know, burdens from, uh, you know, family okay. type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which just, you know, time time heals that uh, as well. But uh, combined with poor diets like I had, probably still have, but uh, traveling and just getting older, I think, I think that was it. It was like the catalyst. It was like, when does ice actually freeze? You know, what temperature does, you know, I know what temperature it, sure. it occurs, but ice eventually goes from liquid to solid. Yeah. That was that crystallization for me. Yeah. Yeah. You could have been at like 31 degrees Fahrenheit. 31.999, right. And then it's like, I mean, except for we know <laughs> oh, that. Oh, no, wait, that we go the other way. Sorry. Loss of loved ones. One. Yeah. Loss of yeah. loved ones. There's this, there's this scale I always forget the the two psychologists who developed it, but this scale of stressors based off of change, and they they figure out what are the most stressful things that can happen to us, and they like if you can like literally download it online, it's like 
it'll show you like the top 20 and there's stuff like moving, um, starting schooling or education. But then I think like the hardest thing would be loss of a spouse, but loss of other loved ones like pets and friends are also in like the top 10. Um, so even that is like, just like the, just to honor that, like, and it doesn't change, like the, the kind of good news is that that it's not ongoing in the sense of our bodies adjust, but just honoring the fact that when it those things do happen and like a, several of them happened at once, your brain, our brains, how do I how do I get into this? We develop these network and chains of what feels normal and what what is where do we get our comfort? Where do we get our sense of normalcy? And when those get broken, it is the same if not more. Um, like literally they've done brain scans of like emotional pain and it registers in the same areas as physical pain in our, in our bodies. So it um, inflames your brain then same way. I don't know if you, I don't know if inflames is the best word I haven't, I'm, I'm not, don't know if I'm like that, but I know that when they do scans and it'd be the, it lights it up. So we, when they do okay. brain scans, activity. the activity is usually increased blood flow and neuron firing that they're evaluating. Um, it's the same areas that we are registering physical pain that light up. So, um, this wasn't what happened to you, but like, if you remember the pain of a breakup, (laughs) like college or high school or whatever, and it like hurts, like I'm in like pain. Um, like there's like this weird achy pain to it. And that is because of those, those, those changes, those bonds being broken. It causes us humans physical pain. Anyways, like just honoring that 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 okay. could have created a chain reaction in your biology. And like I said, my goal is to help either figure out what hasn't reverted back and help it do that. And then anything okay. that has changed irrevocably, like if you have turned on a gluten sensitivity gene that just wasn't on before, then we figure out what your new norm is. And then, okay. but like, it's not like there's no low FODMAP gene like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that we know of yet that I've seen. Um Nobody so wants that this is, this is what I'm piecing together from our conversation. Uh, there's some like, j- there's some ba- simple, basic stuff you could do. The, the liver detox. Two, two more d- data points. For yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So out of that whole, I, because I spent a long time on it, there's the, the, uh, the sort of the flare up thing. So some cheeses, uh, che- cheeses like, uh, <laughs> sugar, uh, yogurt, and like, let's see, uh, peanut butter, all sort of seem to give give like a hard sort of like make make the stomach really sort of turn and tighten up. I could feel it. Yeah. So, um. What about? Do you eat salmon, any other fermented foods? Great. Salmon, you said. Salmon was great. Oh, salmon it was great. And green beans, great. What yeah. about um anything like kombucha or kimchi yeah. that's fermented? I did. I tried kim, kombucha that, and it had chia seeds in it. Yeah. And uh, that that it, 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 it also had the same effect, actually. Of the bloating? Yeah, uh, just the tightness. The bloating's pretty much gone. You know, it's just like okay. there's gas going on, but, but, but it's not correlating to bloating. For some so reason. when you say tightness and when you say bloating, are one of them like, you're Matt. One of them to you means like your belly protruding and the tightness is like the, it's, just a physical feeling. That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I'm going to use for the sake of what I've seen, um, still be clinically correlating. Both are actually the same process to me, 
when, okay. when I've seen clinical correlation, cause I have clients who don't get the distension, but it's still clearly like caused by the same thing as, so I, I use the word interchangeably. So hopefully I don't confuse you too much um, Not anymore. You're good. Okay. That's, that's, I mean, I don't know how many other things you would have tested, uh, that are fermented, but like anything genuinely fermented that like, cause yogurt's fermented, but so is, um, kimchi. If you ever eat like truly fermented kimchi or truly fermented sauerkraut, it's different than if it's like just vinegar, <laughs> yeah. but sauerkraut, anything there? I, I haven't, I, now you make me want to have sauerkraut because that's good on a hot dog, but it is so good. Um, you might blow it up with it based off of what you just told me. It, out, okay. all these ingredients other than peanut butter, peanut butter sounds a little bit more possible. Like, have you heard me on my podcast talk about how you can develop food sensitivities yes. through leaky gut? Okay. Like peanut butter might that's be false. That's what I suspect. Uh, when you, you talked all about that, I haven't gotten to the resolution of that because uh, I'm, I'm too early on, but that's, I'm like, uh, that's an aha. That and the aha. Yes. Yeah. P peanut butter might fall into that, but everything else you just mentioned, cheese, sugar, especially sugar, yogurt, and kombucha slash chia seeds, all when you eat those and then have problems are all big signs of candida because candida, it's a yeast and it loves sugar. That's like yeast is how we get bread to rise. We give it sugar. Um, yeast is how we get beer to or, um like a wheat, weedy water to ferment. <laughs> and that's when, that's when it becomes beer and we call it alcohol. I love weedy right? water. I know. <laughs> so I'm like, who's I, who thought that was a great idea? Um, wine is like grape juice, sugar, and then it ferments and it becomes wine. So it sounds to me like you have candida going on in your gut. We always want to ask why I would recommend just thinking of tests. I'm a little torn. Candida doesn't show up great on the GI map, but I love the GI map because it also just does a great scan for like things like H. pylori, which if you have sets you up for candida. So yeah, I'd say GI map, oak okay. test also is a great scan for candida, but also can look for mold. Um, you're not sounding like a huge mold candidate, but it's a better candida test and it can tell you other useful things like oxalates. But if you only did one, I would do the GI map. Um, otherwise do both. Uh other than candida, HTMA, just to get a look at your minerals. I want to see how, mm -hmm. how far off your minerals are. Like, is your, is your hair telling us like, wow, you really don't have, um, any sodium in your body. Like how far off are you? Um, yeah. or are you pretty good? And we just need to do a little bit of supplementation and a food sensitivity test specifically. I'd love to do the zoomer. Uh, I'd recommend that it's a finger prick blood test. So you don't have to even like go anywhere to get anything done. And look at wheat in a really deep way. Look at dairy in a really deep way. Look at corn and rice and then get a bunch of foods that are temporary food sensitivities. And that's all in that one test. So okay. those would be four great tests to clarify stuff. So you're not like just sitting around wondering. Um, it, to me, it sounds like a slam dunk with the candida thing. Just when, it, even when you say it starts off great in the morning, it gets worse throughout the day. Yeah. That's a candida symptom. Um, I stopped drinking milk and like the red, there's red spots that was underneath my eyes. They disappeared. Oh, underneath, like on the skin, on your yeah. cheeks. Yep. Like, like a flush maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that flush can actually be, so here's the fun thing. Candida creates the same toxin that alcohol creates. And so a, it eats alcohol and then overproduces, but then it will actually create symptoms of, of like having too much alcohol, which can just be like for like 
even like the Asian flush is a thing, but it can right. stress the liver and then cause like our, our blood to surf or like basically get a flush or, or um, I'm not saying this well, our blood vessels to dilate in our cheeks and it'll create like a flush look. Oh, right. Yeah. No, there's so, just, there's some spots like, like red spots. They're gone. Red spots. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like in the camera, but I, yeah, I, our cameras are not that good, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe right, fortunately, I, I can't. Yeah, you've got great skin. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Stuff I do in the morning. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's what I, I would really look into candida because if candida is going on, I don't know if you've heard me say candida is a low. It's a there's a hierarchy of pathogens. It's a low hierarchy pathogen. It overgrows when it's able to, and we all have yeah. candida in us. You at talked all times. about it in 140. You talked yeah, about it. Yeah, I think I must have just talked about it. I was like, I got your email. I'm like, oh, check this out. So beep, beep. yeah, yeah, that. no, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. So it's uh what is it? There's candida, there's sorry, um, I got distracted. Uh, but all that being okay. said, yeah, you big sign of having candida, and we want to know why you have it. Is there H pylori? Deal with it. Is there low stomach acid? Deal with it. Um and there's well, we all know this it's not so... H. pylori because I just I had that test. Oh, you're, you're you. Oh, you asked the twenty dollar question. That's not a question, but it's. Just, um, I'll treat it like a question. So oh. I have had so many clients, um, like dozens, get H. pylori tests at a conventional hospital, and then we do a test yeah. with the GI map, and it tests positive. Oh. The re there's a couple, two reasons for this. Number one, the GI map is more sensitive. Number mm -hmm. two, this I actually think probably plays a bigger part. Um. I've never seen a, you could tell me if you're wrong. Most conventional tests that I've seen for H. pylori either say positive or negative. Do you remember if that's, that's what? It. Yeah, positive that's or negative. Well, it doesn't tell you. You could actually have some H. pylori in there, but it's the conventional doctors special. have decided that that amount they don't think is causing a problem. That doesn't mean it's not causing a problem. Um, you, and there's science behind this. Like one of the problems is that we've done, studies of like wide swaths of population. And we found that you can have a lot of people who have H. pylori with no symptoms, but we also have found that H. pylori does cause symptoms. So it's like yeah. people, basically to me, that says it can live symbiotically, symbiotically with you or, or under the radar, like your immune system's taking care of it. But kind of like candida, if something really intense happens, it might overgrow or it might mm -hmm. become more virulent, virulent. And we know that that happens there. It changes its strains. It changes to your environment of your body, which we know really got intense in December, 2022. Yeah. Um, so I would say if you ever deal with candida, always deal with the H. pylori. And okay. because I don't feel like that's a slam dunk, not a, like not going on, I'd still say it's on the table until the GI map says otherwise. And oh, it might good. not be a component, in which case I would start to look at your stomach acid levels in your, in your gut by okay. doing a little baking soda test. I did that. And, did you, did you see that? Oh, I didn't no? see it. Uh, yeah. The numbers were 18 seconds, a minute 40, so hundred seconds and then 42 seconds. So okay, probably so you're on the faster end. Okay. Um, it's, it's still possible. Did you do the zinc tally test at all? What, maybe. I, I think, I, I think that's something the one, I, the, your yeast test thing that I took the questionnaire, you said probable for yeast. Yeah. What okay. Out was. That was one of the big things. Yeah. Okay. Here. I looked at some of your results, but it was earlier today. So I just apologize. No, no worries. Um, thank you. But thank you. Thank you so much for spending time. I mean, my gosh, I've been looking forward to this for a couple of weeks. 
Oh, it's so much fun. Um, and it's so important. And you feel a little bit less crazy. Yes. That is our goal is to less crazy making. I wonder if you didn't submit it because oh. sometimes you can put it in and then you, if you don't click the button submit, cause I just, I don't see it, but I, but we, it's fine. It you would told be me, the first time. That's okay. So you told me your results. You have signs of your stomach acid being fine and it's possible your H. pylori literally just overgrew with this like one thing that happened and we could do some liver support. But like I said, I'm, I'm thorough with candida because I have a lot of clients who also get like relapsed candida and that's oh. also just not fun. So I love that you're getting cranial. That's right up the alley with anything you want to do with helping candida because it'll help make sure if your gut is having any motility problems due to like residual fight flight that stuff's so helpful. It's so helpful. So keep getting cranial. That's what, that's my shorthand cranial. There you go. Yep. Got, got it. Um, get those testing. And I'd be happy to do that testing with you in our foundations program. I'd be happy to guide you through this, or I could upload all these recommendations to your portal and you can work with somebody else you want to find, or, um, you would have yeah. to find someone to order those tests, but. Oh, everybody. right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd love to talk to someone about the foundation program and see how it sort of works in with yeah. everything. Cause uh, why not go for it? You can talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm your person. Um, so let's do that. Hey friend, I hope you love today's podcast. If you want to get my eyes on your health, just like Eric and get my top tips for what you can do to get breakthrough in your health, then the unstuck session is for you. Prior to your unstuck session, you can upload any and all labs you want to discuss. I have you fill out my high powered intake forms to help accelerate our conversation. And then we jump on a 45 minute call where we dive into your health, what's been going on, when it started, and you walk away with three to five action steps that will help you get to your health breakthrough so you can stop being or feeling stuck and you can start feeling better. So if you are ready for an unstuck session with me, just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash unstuck or click the link in the show notes. Again, that's betterbellytherapies.com slash unstuck or click the link in the show notes. Hey friend, I hope you loved this episode. If you've been a fan for a while or newly loving this podcast, can you do me a favor? Drop into Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. When you leave a review, you do so much. You help me know you're listening. You can tell me what you're loving so I know what to make more of. And you help others by boosting this podcast so other people like you can find the podcast too. I mean, it's a win, 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 right? So if you want a way to pay it forward, just go to Apple Podcasts or click the link in my show notes and leave a rating and review. And if you want some more free stuff, just head over to my free Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and you can get access to all of my free support for you, including some Facebook group exclusive stuff like my podcast episode vault, where you can search the Better Belly podcast by topic and find exactly what you need to expedite your healing. I cannot wait to see you in there. Catch you guys next week.